Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to be back with our guests, but first, let's hear from our sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast and go to their website at www.violetdefense.com. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light in products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Once again, go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. We have a Sideline Interactive video score table, and it is a fantastic product. You really need to check it out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 schedule a live web demo, see their tables and boards in action, find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, they power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their student athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, including the Huddle Focus, which we have in our gymnasium. Our volleyball and basketball coaches love it. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is built for every level of play, from the youth programs up through high school, college, and even the professional teams are using Huddle. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and especially the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about how your school can get on the Huddle team, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, Huddle powers sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Educational AD podcast segment, the Athletic Director's Toolbox. 
you know, athletic surveys by LifeTrack are a quick, easy, and powerful way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic surveys by LifeTrack also gives the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program a voice and helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And of course, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. For more information, go to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to stay right here in Florida today, and we're going to visit with Erin Saunderson. Erin is a registered athletic administrator, and she's an assistant athletic director at Montverde Academy uh, in Central Florida. Erin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, we got to know each other a little bit uh, uh, you know, through LinkedIn and uh, thought you had a real cool story and wanted to uh, share it. So let's go and get uh, right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio where you were born, where you grew up, uh, and maybe how your path uh, led to your current position at Montverde here in Florida. Yeah, so I was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. I went to undergrad there at Washington State University. I went to graduate school there at Seattle University um, and got my master's in sports business leadership. And my undergrad is in kinesiology. It's kind of a wild story because I started out with nursing. Um, I actually got my certified nursing license. I worked as a CNA for quite a long time. And I decided that when I went to grad school, instead of honing in on one thing to do, because clearly that hadn't worked in the past. I'd switched around many times that I would go to a graduate program that would let me kind of pick what I wanted to do and narrow down my focus on what I liked. So I went to Seattle University, graduated in 2020 um, in the pandemic, which was really fun. Um, and then I, I grew up in the same area pretty much my whole life. I went to, I've been playing lacrosse since I was a little kid. I went to Lake Washington High School where I played for Lake Sammamish Lacrosse Club. And then I played for two years in college at a part of a club team at Washington State. I also tried my hand at, but was not great at, basketball, softball, badminton, uh, and soccer. Um, and decided to choose lacrosse. I actually also was a part of a junior Olympic trampoline and tumbling team growing up. So I competed nationally and traveled here to Florida. My grandmother lives here in Florida, but traveled here to Florida for nationals um, when I was a kid. And that was about the extent of my sports traveling until I got to high school where I went, um, went to a couple of tournaments for lacrosse. But 
I I like that you think my story is cool because I think my story is wild. I've been I've probably done everything under the sun, um, customer service, fitness, working with kids. I mean, it's nursing. It's been quite a wild ride um, that's led me to this, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, I worked when I was in my graduate program. I got the opportunity to work for the Bush School. I worked as their athletic department intern for a year. After a year, I liked it so much that I pitched myself to the athletic director and the admin staff and asked to stay for a second year, which wasn't normal. Usually you go in for a year and then you're out. They kind of teach you a little bit about high school sports and then you move on. But I felt like that was a family for me. So I asked to be there for another year and I stayed for a second year. I got my title bumped up. I got pay bumped up, which was great. I knew myself well enough to know that if I had not tried professional sports or collegiate sports, that that was something that I might have regretted when I grew up, or not grew up, but got older. So I, at the same time as working at Bush, which Bush was a part-time position, I also worked at the Seattle University Athletic Department. I did marketing, external affairs, um, pretty much oversaw kind of what went out in the newspaper, what went on the billboards, was a project manager, just helped out um, in various ways. And then I also worked for the Seattle Storm uh, at the same time as well. And I was an events and entertainment associate. So we pretty much did everything that we could in game, before the game, after the game. Um, and out of those three, I liked high school the most. Um, the pandemic hit and I applied everywhere. I was willing to go anywhere. I was willing to move out of the country. I was willing to move across the country um, and nothing really stuck. Uh, I, for whatever reason, probably the pandemic, but <laughs> I just couldn't find a position that I wanted or that I was really passionate enough. So I went back to Bush for a third year. I helped out um, in their middle school. I did, I was a long-term substitute teacher for PE. Um, helped out with them. At the same time, I was also working with a nonprofit um, called Up to Us Sports, where we help underserved children get access to sports and good coaches. Um, and I finished out there in about March because I had applied to Montford. And I got an interview, they flew me out here. And I was told at the end of April, beginning of May, actually on my birthday, that I had gotten the position. So um, flew out here in June and I've been here ever since. Yeah, I think we got in touch very quickly after you've been uh, uh, hired there at Montverde. And again, I love hearing your story. Just another example of someone that has done a lot of different jobs and each one on their own were very cool jobs, you know, working collegiately, you know, working professionally and, and also, you know, your time spent at the high school. Uh, but all of those experiences, you know, have allowed you to, you know, present yourself uh, to your current employers as, you know, a very well-rounded person. Very cool. Um, I'm curious, uh, obviously you have the sports background as an athlete, but the career component, what were a, a couple of things, uh, events or moments that, that sort of nudged you uh, away from you know, the nursing track into the educational administration uh, area? Can you identify a couple of points where that really gelled for you? 
Yeah, I was, I knew from when I was a little kid, I wanted to work with kids my whole life. And a part of being a CNA or a nursing student or part of being a nurse is working with elderly individuals, um, which was fine. But I had lost a couple that I wasn't, that really hit me harder than I thought it was going to hit me. And so that kind of started the trajectory on going to a different route. And then I, when I applied to my graduate program, I thought that we were emailed about Bush, the Bush internship, like the day that we got accepted. And I thought, well, might as well, you would, I would be working with kids ages K through 12. Um, sports had always been a part of my life. I grew up as the coach's daughter. And so that was a big part of why I'd love sports so much. And so I thought I'd give it a shot. I got the position and pretty much instantly fell in love with it and really got off that nursing track really quick, um, just based off the position at Bush. Yeah, uh, again, a familiar story. You know, once uh, once uh, we get our hooks into you, you know, we've got you forever <laughs> in education. That's great. For listeners, we're visiting with Erin Saunderson. She's an assistant athletic director at uh, the Montverde Academy in Florida. We're going to hear some more, but uh, let's take a quick break and hear from a couple of our sponsors. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for helping sponsor the Educational Lady podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's video score tables and uh, video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action and find out what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We are back with Aaron Saunderson, Registered Athletic Administrator and Assistant AD at Montverde Academy. Aaron, uh, we always like to ask our guests about the people that have had a, an impact in their life, their mentors. Uh, it's such an important part of our profession. So who are some of the people that have helped you get to where you're at now? None of us got here by ourselves. So uh, whose voice uh, are, do you still hear in your head? Yeah, I have a couple. I was grateful. Uh, I'm very grateful to have multiple mentors in my life that have stuck with me still to this day and will probably continue sticking with me until um, then on till the end of their careers. But first and foremost, obviously, it would be my parents. I grew up as a coach's daughter. I saw that drive and passion for sports through my father who played hockey and lacrosse growing up at a boarding school. He really put that into coaching my brother and I, as well as he still coaches to this day and he loves it. Um, and that's something that really drives me. I will call him for advice. If I ever deal with any difficult situation, I'll call him um, and he'll give me kind of the, both the parent and the coach's perspective on that side. And then I was very lucky for the Seattle University um, athletic position that I had. Uh, Mary Lee was my first supervisor that I'd ever had who was female actually um, in the sports realm. And I have never met anybody more passionate, 
more driven, more successful in her career path than her. Um, she works harder than anybody I've ever met. And that, that was something that was always with me, but I have stuck with it because of her, because of her drive and everything. Um, and then Joe Ito would probably be the biggest one out of all of them. Joe was my supervisor, my boss at the Bush School. Um, he was the one who hired me, so thanks to him. <laughs> but um, I am where I am today. But And he took a chance on me because I had no previous athletic experience other than coaching a seventh, eighth grade lacrosse team. Um, but he took a chance on me and gave me the internship. And since the very first day, he guided me through steps on how to become a registered athletic administrator, how to research places to apply to after I was done, how to further my education, what kind of organizations I needed to be a part of, what kind of meetings I needed to go to. Um, and that was a part of the internship, but I think he really took it a step further and really guided me on really what I wanted to do. Um, we worked, you know, at the very beginning, it's a typical supervisor's, you know, um, position where he's telling me what to do and I, you know, will do it. And then our relationship grew to the point where I could give him feedback and not feel like I was like, he wouldn't feel like he was being told that he was doing something wrong or that he, you know, it was, it was very beneficial for me as an employee to be able to give feedback to someone and for them to actually hear it um, and want to put things into action and take a chance and putting things in action. Um, it helped that my, you know, my best friend also worked at the school. Um, it helped that Lisa was also there um, because without that staff, I don't think I would have made it um, through really grad school at all because they really pushed me and helped me through everything. Um, and then probably the last one would be my supervisor now. Um, I've only known her for a short amount of time, but I find it very impressive uh, to have a female AD and not only to have a female AD, but to have a female AD that runs one of the best athletic programs in the country. Um, she is passionate. She's driven. She knows how to give feedback. She is straightforward, which I really appreciate. I've had supervisors who are not straightforward and I really appreciate straightforwardness. It helps you learn, helps you grow. Um, but she also makes times for, she also makes time for things that are important to her, like her family, um, her outside life, which I think everybody needs a supervisor that has a balance of both. Otherwise your mentor is someone who's working so hard every day and you think that that's what you need to do. She's someone who really separates the two and has told us, I'm taking some time for my family, I'm going to do this, but she also works harder than everybody. And again, females just seem to work so much harder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but they work, they feel like they need to work harder. Um, and she does that. And I really appreciate having someone to look up to um, in the position that I am now. I was very thankful. And it was one of the main reasons I decided to come here actually was because she was a female in such a prominent role um, at school. Well, it really sounds like uh, yeah, at the Bush School and now that, you know, your supervisors have just created great environments, uh, mm -hmm. not just for the program, but for everybody on the team. So uh, you know, very, very cool. 
Um, you know, you mentioned uh, that your previous mentor kind of, uh, you know, told you about, um, you know, becoming an RAA. And so, you know, we have people on our podcast that are at all different levels of their journey with our national organization. So share a little bit about that. How'd you find out about uh, the leadership training program and kind of where you're at now on your journey for uh, certification? Yeah, it started with asking him what all the letters were after his name and his email signature, <laughs> um, because he had a CAA um, and he's working towards the CMAA right now. And that kind of started it as well as a part of my internship was him guiding me through how to progress as an athletic administrator. And so that was kind of a portion of it for him. He wanted to show me that kind of aspect. So not only was it being aware of the NI um, AAA, but also the um, Washington Interscholastic Athletic Association. Um, and I know I'm going to butcher this, but the Washington Secondary Schools Athletic Administrators Association, it's the WSSAAA. And then um, looking at state organizations whenever I was applying for jobs, uh, making sure that I knew what rules and guidelines there were. He just did a very good job of showing me what was out there and letting me choose what I wanted to do. And I, I really like getting certificates and furthering my education, uh, which is another reason I went to grad school, but doing the RAA helps because it, it really led me on a path to want to get my CAA, eventually my CMAA. Very, uh, very cool. And uh, the NIAAA really appreciates those, uh, uh, public service uh, announcements. Great stuff. Once again, for our listeners, we're visiting with Erin Saunderson. She's a registered athletic administrator. and She's currently an assistant AD at Montverde Academy in Florida. Uh, we're going to be back with some more, but let's take a quick time out and hear from another one of our sponsors. We want to say thank you to Huddle for helping sponsor the Educational AD podcast. Huddle. We power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their student athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's a complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, including the Huddle Focus. We have a Huddle Focus in our gym and our volleyball and basketball coaches love it. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, starting with youth teams all the way up through high school and college and even professional organizations use Huddle. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and of course, the college and university coaches that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about how your school can become a huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, huddle, we power sports. Welcome back to our visit with Aaron Saunderson. For our listeners, we're recording this on October 25th, so it's going to be very timely by the time you hear it. Aaron, this is the point of the podcast where uh, we like to talk about this idea of sharing best practices. Now, you've been involved with two very prestigious uh, private school athletic programs 
Um, what are some things that you've seen in your two most recent stops that when you sit back and look at them, you can say, boy, these are really best practices. Do you have anything you can share with us? Yeah, I think one of them uh, is definitely setting up a core values uh, for your school. Uh, so at Bush, we had a set of core values. At Montford, we have a set of core values that at the end of the day, everything we do falls back on that. Um, for Montverde, uh, it, you know, coincidentally comes out to say Eagles, which of course is our mascot, um, but it's excellence, accountability, growth, leadership, education, and sportsmanship. And at the end of the day, we teach our kids that, but we also make sure that we're following those as well. Um, I think core values is a big part of, it's something you can refer to when you talk to parents. It's something you can refer to when you talk to coaches. It's something you can refer to when you talk to your student athletes. So I think that's a great practice for those who don't already have a set of core values. I think uh, establishing that is a really good idea. Um, and then another thing that I think is a best practice, I would say, is celebrating the student athletes as much as you can. Um, I know some of us get so involved in the itty bitty things of transportation and scheduling fields and refs and making sure all these major things are, are done, but we forget the smaller things, maybe their senior nights or their signing days or their banquets or things like that, that going a little bit extra of a mile um, really affects the students. And I've seen that at both of the schools that I've been at where they just take that extra step to make sure that their student athletes feel appreciated, that they feel welcome at the school, that they feel like they're being celebrated and that what they're doing is great. Um, and so I think those are two major ones that I've seen at both schools that I've really appreciated um, and have really helped me um, further my education and what I would wanna do if I was an AD. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh, you mentioned uh, doing those special things. Uh, and one of the examples you talked about was signing days. And, and you know, we always try to do a, uh, let's say, a, a really good job with that. What are some things that you've done um, at your schools? I know you're brand new there at Montverde, but uh, what are some things that you've done with signing days to kind of take it to that next level? Yeah, so it's, it's very interesting because I, Bush is smaller, it's, uh, both are private schools, but it's much smaller, 600 kids for K through 12. Uh, Montverde is like the complete opposite. It's got thousands of kids. Um, it is a pre-K pre through post-grad school. Um, and so you get quite a bit more variety um, of students here at Montverde. At Bush, really, we took it as any student who was committed to playing at the collegiate level. It didn't really matter at both schools, actually. It's committed at whatever level, um, whether it be a junior college, whether it be, you know, I've talked to the, um, at Bush, it was like, if I had talked to the club coach and we had both committed on paper that I was going to play on the club team, we would celebrate that athlete. We'd celebrate kids who weren't playing a sport that Bush provided. So we had, for example, we didn't have lacrosse, girls lacrosse at Bush, unfortunately. Um, and <laughs> we had a girl two years ago who had signed to play at a D3 school and we decided to include her on the celebration, which 
for us was um, this last signing day that I did with them was we set out tables, we put out, um, got some balloons, brought their parents to come. We did a whole kind of media, you know, everybody's gonna sign at one time. We take pictures, we put up posters of all of their schools. We had them um, featured on Instagram. We made sure that um, their friends got to come down. There was a little reception, I guess you would say, where they had pizza and they got to have drinks and they got to skip, you know, a part of their class to be there. Um, and it really gave them the chance to be celebrated by um, their friends and family. Of course, it was a pandemic, so it was, you know, all outside. There was only a couple of people per kid that could go um, or the, only the parents that could go, but they still felt, felt like they were appreciated um, at that time. And I think that that is very important. It's it's like I said, the little things, the, um, you know, I tied little good luck tags onto some water bottles the other day. And, you know, then you have four parents being like, oh my goodness, I, I saw these good luck things on the water, you know, that make the parents happy. Cause at the end of the day, you want to make sure the parents are happy too. But um, that would be, those are little things. As for Montverd, we are just, our signing day hasn't happened yet um, and we're working on it, but um, it'll be, it'll be a good one. I'm going to keep it under wraps, but it'll be a good one. <laughs> no, very, uh, very similar ideas. Uh, again, you know, my school, uh, you know, is an independent school and we do a lot of those very same things. And, uh, you know, my boss, uh, likes to talk about enhancing the student experience, which, yes. you know, again, the parents are going to appreciate that too. <laughs> Uh, great stuff. Uh, we're visiting with Aaron Saunderson, uh, registered athletic administrator and assistant AD at Montverde. Uh, we will be right back, uh, but let's take another break and hear from one of our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox portion of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We're back with Aaron Saunderson from Montverde Academy. Aaron, um, a couple of months ago, uh, we were watching the Olympics and just great performances from uh, you know the American athletes, particularly the American women. Uh, and there was a much increased uh, discussion about this idea of social emotional health. Uh, Simone Biles certainly very candid about the challenges that she experienced uh, at, at a world class level. So. My question for you is this, how can an athletic director or, or a head coach find a balance between you know, what you might describe as an old school, come on, you gotta be tough, you gotta suck it up approach, 
while also being aware of and sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is going through. Uh, do you have any advice for us? I think the best coaches that I've seen that deal with this are the coaches who are able to, to distinguish between when a student athlete is really hitting that mental break and maybe when that student athlete is just having an off day. Um, those coaches who can identify those signs that can, that feel comfortable enough to take, you know, take that student athlete aside and ask them what's going on are comfortable enough approaching counselors and school administration on different topics. I think that starts with education um, and a part, big part of education is listening. Um, and I think listening is huge, listening to what your, your players have to say, listening to what your coaching staff has to say. Every team is gonna be completely different. It doesn't matter where it is. It could be the soccer team at Bush or the soccer team at Montverde. They're gonna be two completely different programs. Um, and they're going to have different girls and they're going to have different emotions. Um, same with any of the male sports too. I think um, being a coach that can identify the difference between pushing your student athletes too hard um, mentally um, versus pushing them too hard physically as well. Um, it takes listening, it takes education, and it takes time over everything else. Um, you won't be able to identify right away. You're going to make mistakes, whether that be you know, you have a student athlete on the sidelines who's crying because of this, that, or the other versus a student athlete who really for weeks now has been not mentally there um, and not mentally present. Um, needing to identify those two different situations um, I think is vastly important and that takes education and time. Yeah, very, I think you hit it right on the head. You know, you need to listen, you need to be aware. Um, you know, you need to understand, you know, the differences uh, between, you know, this student athlete and the next. Um, I know you're brand new at Montverde, but um, are there any uh, programs or platforms that are in place or planning to be rolled out with, uh, say, student athlete leadership or coaches education? Um, what do you guys have planned in that area? Yeah, so we, um, another reason I decided to come here was because they offer, whether it be athletic admin or coaches to help further their education in whatever way that they want, um, by supporting them, whether it be financially or by, you know, talking to them or any kind of support that they need um, to help the coaches in what they want to do, whether that's a coach who wants to take a seminar on mental health and sports, whether it's a coach who wants to, or an athletic admin like me who wants to get their CAA. Um, they are very helpful in that aspect. That was something that was, you know, I really enjoyed as a part of learning about the school um, and Bush was the exact same way. Um, tell me the second part of your question. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> I <love it. laughs> No, you, you really kind of talked about it already. You, uh, um, you know, mentioned that that environment and those programs were uh, going on and, and being expanded on at Montverde. So appreciate you sharing and uh, uh, apologize for the ambush there. Okay. I think um, one thing, back to your question real quick, I think for coaches and athletic admin, it's really important to understand that your generation is not the generation that is currently playing on the field. Um, and you 
have to learn and adapt to what they're doing now. You can't change it. You can't tell them that, um, well, back in my day, it was like this and that's how it should be now because that's not, it's, you're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> if you do that, you're just going to build a barrier between your team um, and yourself and learning. You don't have to fully understand what's going on in their world, but being able to listen to them to kind of pick out pieces or understand just little bits and pieces of their life and how their generation was raised on technology um, is a big aspect of it is being able to understand. And like I said, listen, um, but making sure that you're watching yourself and checking in with yourself and making sure that you're not projecting, you know, maybe what was you did in the past. No, absolutely. Um, it's you know, just like any other skill that we teach, whether it's lacrosse or basketball, football, soccer, you know, we know better techniques now than we did 10, 15, you know, 40 years ago. So the same with, you know, the social emotional health, you know, we can do a better job. So uh, great point that you made. Um, Aaron, this has been really cool, you know, getting to know you and hearing about the program at Montverde, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, we already heard our promotion from athletic surveys who sponsor the AD's toolbox. But uh, when we come back, I'm gonna ask uh, what three tools that you would put in a young athletic director's toolbox. So uh, stick with us. We've got one more sponsor shout out. Uh, and then we're gonna find out what Erin uh, Saunderson is gonna put in her AD toolbox. You know, we also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Science for helping sponsor the athletic directors, um, the Educational AD podcast. Okay? Wall of Fame by Vital Science is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We are back with Aaron Saunderson, Registered Athletic Administrator from Montverde Academy down here in Florida. Aaron, um, we've had uh, over 200 uh, athletic directors and professionals uh, contribute to our Athletic Directors Toolbox segment, which again is sponsored by Athletic Surveys. And now it's your turn. Uh, you know, you are by no means a brand new athletic director, but uh, you're still on the front end of your journey. So I'm going to uh, I'm kind of curious, um, what three tools are you going to put in your athletic director's toolbox? I would say these three tools are three tools that I learned in the last probably five years, both working in sports and not working in sports, um, working multiple jobs at one time, et cetera. Uh, I think the first one is pretty simple, which is taking a step back and listening. Um, whether it be to a parent, to a coach, to someone that you work with, to other admin in the building, to your, you know, your own family, 
to take a step back and listen because a lot of the times when someone has someone to something to complain about or something that they're really passionate about, they really want someone to just listen to them. So instead of, you know, I wouldn't say running your mouth, but instead of, you know, always having something to say, making sure that you're taking a second to listen, to breathe, um, and to understand someone from someone else's world. I think, especially in the last two years, we've really seen a big shift in how people think, um, in terms of being able to see what it looks like in someone else's shoes, um, or at least gotten a glimpse, maybe not seen fully, but gotten a glimpse of what it might be in someone else's shoes. Um, and so I think that that could be really important. Uh, the second one would be, I learned this actually from Joe. Um, so I'm gonna, sorry, Joe, take it from him. Um, but he taught me something after my first year, um, which was just the phrase, pick your battles. Um, there are some things that are just going to go haywire, whether it be at an event or, you know, talking with a parent or whatever it may be. There's just things that are going to come out of absolutely nowhere. Um, whether you're fighting with a coach on whether or not they need that extra jacket for their team, sometimes it's just picking your battles. Um, is it going to be more of a hassle to tell that coach no, that they cannot have another third jacket for their team? Um, or is it okay, let's do this. Now we have it. We're not going to have this talk again. We don't have to discuss it. That's it. It's done. Um, and so I think picking your battles really saves yourself from going down the rabbit hole of, um, oh, I got to fight this. I got to fight this. I got to fight this. I got to stand my ground. Um, and really just, like I said, listening and understanding and picking what's important to you um, and what's important for the program, what's important for your student athletes. So I think picking your battles is a very big one. Um, and then another thing I learned was separating your personal life and your professional life. Um, it's no surprise that athletic admin and coaches work the weirdest hours possible. They work on weekends, they work at 6 a.m. in the morning, they work, they travel everywhere. There's no nine to five part of the job. Um, but you need to be able to check in with yourself and tell yourself, have I, do I need to check in? Do I need to have a day to myself? Do I need to make sure that I'm doing okay? Because if I'm not doing okay, then my student athletes are going to do okay. And it might be a surprise to some coaches, but your student athletes can absolutely tell when you're not having a good day. Um, they can tell when something's not right. And so if you keep going and keep working and keep working, you're going to run yourself dry. Um, and that is when you see a lot of turnover in some of these positions is someone who's just worked themselves to the bone and then hasn't taken the time to really step back and look um, and make sure that they're doing okay with themselves. Um, for me, that looks like really enjoying those tiny moments that I love a part of my job, um, that, are, that I love that is a part of my job. Um, the wins obviously are really fun, but it's, not only the win, it's the crowd at the win that gets so excited, that gets so amped up, that gets, you've got kids in the front row that you haven't seen at games before. You've got, you know, kids in the back who maybe wouldn't have come before, but are here because their friend decided to come. Um, it's the tiny things um, for me. And that's what helps me keep wanting to do my position and helps me check in. Um, it's the little moments when those, you know, teams get excited or you bring in kids who maybe aren't 
fully into sports, but now they really like it because they, you know, it's created, we've created such a good atmosphere. Um, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, all those things you mentioned, you know, the, we, some, some of those we call small victories and, uh, you know, that's what makes our job so cool. Aaron, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, uh, find out, um, you know, uh, more about your program, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, probably by email, uh, which would be my first name, which is E-R-I-N dot my last name, S-A-U-N. D-E-R-S-O-N at Montford.org. And that's M-O-N-T-V-E-R-D-E.org. You can also find it on the Montford.org website. There you go. Okay. Aaron Saunderson, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and all the best uh, moving forward. Thank you. Really appreciate it. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel, so you can uh, watch and listen. We appreciate you tuning in today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thank you.